This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster and William Martin. Now, on to the show. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the Shouldn't Have Friends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is the last episode we're ever, ever doing for 2018. And it's episode 294, No Way Out. I mean, technically, if the world ended on December 31st, 11.59 p.m., this would be the last ever, so it's possible. Yeah, I mean, you know, anything can happen, I guess. How old will we be at episode 999? Oh, Jesus. So, let's see. <laughs> this is year number six, because we started this in 2012. Mm-hmm. So, six years for roughly 300 episodes. So, looking at another 12 years. Okay. Maybe 13. Yeah, that's I feel like that's a good number to end. 999. Unless the Dark Lord comes back, then episode 666. <laughs> kills, it just kills the whole show. Yeah. Of course, and everybody gets it wrong, and 999 is really what you're supposed to read anyway. Right. <laughs> so. Well, as you all know, the apocalypse has happened, and because it's apocalypse, it's episode 666, and we've got Satan on. Will Satan, be good. Thank you for having me, guys. And, and the apocalypse happens as soon as the Red Bulls finally win MLS Cup. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be good as like when we survive and we're the only podcast out there ever. Hey, then we have the best viewer, or readership, or not viewership, listenership ever. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no Mark Moran anymore. There's no Cole Cabanis. It's just, just us. Hey guys, how goes it in Easton and uh, Baltimore? Like everything's still on fire. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, that web comic was just the dog in the coffee shop with the fire all around him. That's exactly what this is going to be. It's all over. Uh, all right, much so. like the regular season, much like the end of the regular season or the playoffs. Except we weren't saying this is all fine. No, that's true. Nope. All right. So 2018 uh, is officially over for the Red Bulls. Uh, I think today was like the last day they were in training. So, hooray. Um, in Quick in review, uh, four competitions for Red Bulls this year. First was the CONCACAF Champions League, where they were eliminated in the semifinals. Uh, 1-0 aggregate to Chivas Guadalajara. Because a coach overthought his strategy. <laughs> uh, U.S. Open Cup eliminated in the round of 16 with a 2-1 loss at the Philadelphia Union. Most painful loss of the season. <laughs> the one bright spot, uh, the MLS regular season, Red Bulls were the Supporter Shield winners with a record of 22 wins, 7 losses, and 5 draws. The best regular season point total in MLS history. Coolio. I have no snarky comment. And last but not least, the MLS Cup playoffs, in which we were eliminated in the conference finals, three uh, one on aggregate uh, against Atlanta United. Also, because the coach overthought the strategy. 
Who would have thought we got bounced from two competitions because the two different coaches overthought things in the same year? No one learns a lesson, apparently. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, time for our end of year awards. We put out a little post uh, or a little poll. We had 30 people respond, which actually is kind of. I, I thought that would have been lower, so I'm actually kind of happy with that. Uh, yeah, that, that's okay. a good number. It's not bad for us. We shoot yeah. low. So we're going to start with uh, Defender of the Year, and we're going we're gonna to do the poll and then us and then kind of bounce back and forth. So Defender of the Year for the poll, the five options provided were Luis Robles, Aaron Long, Tim Parker, Kamar Lawrence, and Michael Amir Murillo. Uh, the We had a tie for number one. Mm-hmm. 40% uh, supported Aaron Lawn and 40% supported Kamar Lawrence. Nice. I, I'm surprised there was no Robles. I thought for sure uh, he'd Rob- be the other. Robles was tied, was third place with 10%. Parker was uh, fourth with 6.7. And Mario came in last at 3.3. Wow. Hey. It was kind of laid. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't meet the criteria. <laughs> All right, so let's go around. Uh, Truman, we'll start with you. Who would you your Defender of the Year be? I'm going to give it to Aaron Long because he played a whole lot. He never really made too many mistakes. Um, he tried to score goals. Um, he didn't, unfortunately, for Pat, but, you know, he tried. <laughs> he, he made attempts. Uh, it's just very versatile, great player, young, bringing him back. Uh, I mean, there's obviously just such a massively high ceiling for this kid, and uh, – yeah, he was he was just there. He was there when you needed him throughout the entire season. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go along as well. Um, you know, not only has he been excellent for the Red Bulls all season, um, you know, he also made his national team debut this year, and in his appearances, he's looked solid. You know, so um, that's I don't know how much national team should play into this, but you know, it, it's uh, he really had a hell of a season. And hey, let's not forget uh, he was the league's defender of the year, was he not? He was. Yep. I think he was the only Red Bull to win a league award this year. Well, there's not that many to go around. True. Uh, just because I want to be a little different, I'm going to give it to Lon's partner, uh, Tim Parker. Because, you know, it takes two kind of guys to, to make a solid back line. Or at least two guys to make a solid back line. And to have arguably the, the best center back combo in the league is not an easy feat. Nope. Let alone two very worthy candidates for Defender of the Year. So I feel yeah, like we got to give Tim Parker some love. Yeah, most teams that have that win MLS Cup. Yeah, most teams, <laughs> most of them, not our team. Yeah, but, but uh, just to be positive for a second, uh, I want to go all the way back to March, and uh, let's not forget Tim Parker came in uh, to the team as the Tijuana series began and he I don't think he'd been with the team a week and remember that match he had down in uh, Tijuana I mean you know it, it was a hell of a match and it kind of was like ooh, they've made the right trade here yeah everybody was like why are we getting rid of Felipe we just got rid of Dax last year and mm-hmm. and Sasha just too like we get rid of our whole fucking midfield and then look what happened <laughs> <laughs> right, let's I mean I do want to give the shout out to Robles too uh because, again, he had another very solid year. He had one game, and I think that was the game in D.C. that was like his shaky game. The 33 game? Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the one that was kind of shaky. But aside from that, 
How many other sneaky games did he have? Honestly, I mean that's the only one that's coming to my mind. Uh, maybe a moment here and there, but I mean, again, just the guy played hurt. Yeah, you know, and you never noticed that he was hurt, and he just he just freaking he. Met, how many games did he miss this year? Three. Uh, I think it was two, two, maybe, three, maybe maybe four because of. Open Cup, they like kind of gave me that game off or something. Right, like that. okay. I mean, yeah, I don't. I was trying not to. I was saying just league games, but well, um, because Robles was playing Open Cup games last year, that's why I bring it up. Right, but yeah, I mean, just huge credit to him. I mean, good God, the guy's just—he's just good. He's just good, and you don't have to worry about him like starting to look shaky at all. He's and a, he has the Iron oh, Man streak now. Yep, yeah, and then he lost it. Wow. <laughs> he got it, and then he lost it. But at least he has it. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't come to my church's Christmas concert again this year, so mm. he's dead to me. And he didn't come to the year. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, it was timed perfectly. <laughs> all right. So, offensive player of the year, the five candidates that put forward were Bradley Mike Phillips, Kaku, Daniel Royer, Sean Davis, and Tyler Adams. If I had to tell you one player on that list did not get a vote, who do you think it would be? Tyler Adams. Yeah. You think, you think Tyler Adams would have gotten zero votes? Uh, I, I assume you're saying somebody didn't got zero votes, but I'd, I'd say he's the least offensive of the, the, of the five. Right. Yeah. Someone someone did get zero votes, and it was Sean Davis. <laughs> wow. Well, again, honestly, honestly the only reason I, I couldn't – see, this is the problem. I couldn't think of a fifth person, and I feel like I had to put a fifth person – and yeah. Adams, I think, at least had a few goals this year. So, but anyway, he had a goal uh, for America. True. Uh, no surprise, offensive player of the year, brother Ray Phillips, seventy-six percent of the vote. Uh, mm-hmm. Royer in second with thirteen, and then Adams in, or sorry, Kaku is in third with two with uh, six point seven, and Adams is in fourth with three point three. Well, I mean, there you go. When you run an offense with one forward, it's going to be one guy, and it's going to be the guy that scored his 100th goal. So, yeah. I mean, who else is it going to be? It's going to be no one else. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see anybody else getting that, uh, that, uh, that, that, uh, bleh. well, my brain stopped working. <laughs> uh, with, with, uh, there's nobody else would get that honor on this team, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Yeah, they, until they some throw, us, uh, throw someone else up top with them. I should have thrown Bradley Phillips up twice on there just to see what would have happened. <laughs> see if he splits the vote for himself. All right. Uh, coach of the year. And I did this only because we actually had two coaches. This year. <laughs> I figured it was appropriate. Yeah, whatever, right? So Jesse Marsh had a record of 14 wins, six losses, two draws. And this is overall competitions, by the way. Uh, and Chris Armis, a record of 14 wins, five losses, and three draws. So pretty even on the records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Maybe not surprising because one of them won a trophy. Chris Armis, 67% of the vote, Marsh, 33. Do we credit Marsh for getting us halfway there? I mean, you kind of have to look at the records. Or are we mad that he bailed? No. Little A, little B. Mm. Exactly. I mean, there's we he left, but we kept rolling. So at least there's that. But he did leave. Yeah, in the middle of a what ended up being a historic campaign by MLS standards. Yep. I'm gonna yell at 
when did what game did he leave just before the NYCFC game where we lost uh, yeah. one nothing when we were up fifty eight players to you know theirs yeah I was gonna say I was gonna I'm pretty sure that was the game so that's what I was gonna say I'm like he does not get the award because he left just before that game and yeah. we lost Florian Devo- uh, Fallo right there too I believe right that's when he yeah, went out that's, that's when Fallo got hurt yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I will be Jesse and warm ups right. Flo got hurt in warmups. Practice that week. I think it was like on a Thursday or something. He got injured, something like that. I think. I think we just proved that Jesse Marsh killed Valeria or Loza the season. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how that works. Like he's going sure. to end up in Germany. You'll see somehow. <laughs> eh, it wouldn't be surprising. So, are you guys in agreement, Chris Armas, or do you? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. let's just say Chris got just the trophy. So, exactly. You got to go with the guy who got the trophy. Uh, goal of the year. Uh, I put up these five, uh, and this this was the aside from MVP. This is probably the most open vote, and that everybody kind of got something. Uh, so the first I had was Derek Etienne Jr.'s goal against Orlando City, which clinched the Shield. Bradley Wright Phillips' one hundredth goal against DC United. Uh, Rizzo's goal against Sporting Kansas City, the game winner from like twenty yards out during that. Uh, was we came back from like a two goal deficit, I think, in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Royer's goal against the Columbus Crew in the playoffs, and Royer's goal against LAFC when he was literally on the ground. Oh yeah, kicking the ball and scoring. The that goal. one was sweet. Uh, the winner was Riz's goal against Sporting Kansas City. Nice. The follow uh, second was Wright Phillips' goal against uh, DC. Then next came Royer's goal in the playoffs. Followed by Derek Etienne Jr.'s goal, and lastly was Royer's goal against LAFC. There you go. I give it. I, I mean, BWP is hundred is awesome, but I guess I have to say Riz's goal because I was the one who I think that said throw it in there, right? Maybe. So no. you did. You did say yeah. throw it in there. So I, I'm, I just I'm going to stay with that anyway. I have to stay with it. It had to have been Truman who said that to throw it in there because I didn't really participate in that conversation. So. <laughs> It, I mean, Greg, that was like twelve thirty at night on a random Monday. So. Yeah, well, I may have actually. It might have been one of those rare times I was asleep. Imagine that. Yeah, so that's what happens when you work nine to five. That's what happens when you have a normie job. Sad, sad state of affairs. Any any goals this year? That's not on that list. You guys would like to talk about, or if you can remember any. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing. If you really got to scroll through, uh, Ben Mines. A nice the, little goal for a seventeen-year-old kid. The one against uh, Portland to open the year. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who scored it. the The first goal against NYCFC when we won four nothing. Kaku. Did he score? Or he had the assist. I couldn't remember. He scored because okay. I was, I was actually going to mention that goal. I should I you know the thing is I should remember that because I was sitting goddamn field level for that game. Yep. <laughs> you want to want to know who scored every goal in that game? Every other goal, right? It was Taku, Florian Velo, Bradley Ray Phillips, and Derek Etienne. Damn. There you go. You know how I know? I, I just watched the video of the highlights of that show, that game. Uh, okay. See, he was preparing for the show. Well, because I thought we had something that said game of favorite game of the year, and that's what I, mine was going to be. Uh, you know, I forgot to put that on the list. I probably should have. Yeah. That would have made sense. Well, we, we can ad hoc that, so that's okay. Uh, you know, let's do that right now. Game of the year. Because I'd rather save MVP for last. So, game of the year. Truman, I, I think that you just said yours, right? 
again, yeah, it was a beautiful day. It was a day in May. Uh, scored two minutes in and then four minutes in. <laughs> and it was so. And you got to see David Villa get pulled. You know, not, I mean, he get pulled, but, you know, it's one of those games where they were so defeated that he just, there was no reason for him to be on the field anymore. And then if you want to, if you do want to pile on top of that, then you fast forward to the uh, Open Cup game where we beat them 4 nothing, and the same thing happened, him coming off the field again. Um, so that was just kind of like an added bonus to that. And then after the Open Cup game was when Vieira left, I think. Or it was right before. Was it? I mean, yeah, right around there, right? Yeah. Because Marsh wasn't like a month or two after him. It wasn't like he stayed around that much. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember how many Red Bull fans were like, <laughs> you lost your coach. But I was like, hey, let's... It's simmered down. It's probably going to happen again. So. <laughs> uh, game of the year. I'm actually going to go, again, all the way back to the CONCACAF Champions League. 2 nothing away in Tijuana. Um, you know, because I yeah. think we, we all expected to go into that game to lose. Um, we were hoping for a draw. And the fact that they walked away with a 2 nothing win was pretty damn huge. Uh, and I think... If I'm not mistaken, it was the first win on Mexican soil. And I think, granted, I think MLS got the second win maybe later that night. But uh, it was a, it was a, that was a really exciting game and made you think maybe something special was happening this year. And, uh, well, I guess we can talk about that in the wrap up of whether or not something special happened this year or not. Uh, I'm going to go with the Columbus Crew playoff match at home mm-hmm. because, I, what was it? We were like the first team under the current playoff format, to go down in the first leg and win the second one outright. Yeah. Especially when they were the home team in the second leg. Granted, we, we won 3-1 overall in that series, but that was not, until like the very end, that was not a runaway victory. No. And, but, I, and I think that would have been my my runner-up was that game. But just just the, as soon as we scored that first goal, it was like, not that everybody was like completely on the we're going to win this side, but there was such a weight lifted. It's like okay, we're back to even. We at least ha- we're at least there now. Yeah. And then of course when that second goal gets scored, it's like oh fuck this, we're winning. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> uh, honorable mentions to Forza Lucha Day. There well, you of go. course, because they always won a Forza Lucha Day. Yep. Uh, honorable mention to that previously mentioned game against Sporting Kansas City, because that was probably one of the wildest games uh, of the year. And I'm, I'm listen, I'm going to mention it. I know it was a disappointing result, but that 3-3 draw in D.C. when Bradley just kept equalizing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get wrong with that. No. So, I mean, shout out, you know. So, yeah, that was, that was definitely uh, an interesting one. I'm trying to remember some of the other games. Off the top of my head, I can't. I'd have to look at them. How about, how about beating Portland in the in the season home opener with uh, the B team? I I, I was there for that one, too. What the hell's wrong with me? And that was a 4 nothing beating, too. It was. Coincidentally, the Red Bulls have won 4 nothing every time I've sat in the uh, floor side. <laughs> I, I think that means the patrons need to kick in some more money so I can get season tickets on the field level. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Hey, if that happens... I, I have a track record of, of big wins. Just saying. Yeah. Sure. Uh, let's see. Facing LAFC for the first time and not losing. I mean, where were you when we needed you in that home game against Atlanta? Just just saying. Uh, it was Thursday? Uh, Thursday night. Yeah, so you take Friday off. No big deal. Yeah, tell my boss that when we're writing the goddamn test report for three weeks straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I can't think of any others that stand out. Yeah, there's nothing else. Eh. I, I guess I guess the Orlando City game only the one at home only because of the fact that Orlando was, was blowing their lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. So it's it's more about just the atmosphere of the game than the game itself. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. Yeah, that's fun. All right, so last category is uh, MVP, and I put six up for this one. Uh, I put Bradley Wright Phillips, Kaku, Tyler Adams, Aaron Long, Tim Parker, and Luis Robles. And for this one, I'm going to go uh, from the backwards first. So Tim Parker, 3.3%. Aaron Long, 6.7%. Kaku, by the way, got zero votes. Ooh. Yeah, surprised. I thought he got one. Uh, Luis Robles, 20%. Bradley Wright Phillips, 26.7%, which means that the people that voted on this poll says their MVP for the year was Tyler Adams with 43% of the vote. There you go. Wow. Yep. Do you guys agree with that? No. I mean, I, I, I'm going to go Aaron Long again. Uh, I mean, look, Tyler Adams is a great choice. I am definitely not disparaging anyone picking him. Uh, just going to bring up all the points we made to solid defender. Uh, defense carried, absolutely carried this team this year. Mm-hmm. Carried them. How many, how many one goal results did we have? Tons. And they just stood tall. They really did. And again, Aaron Long was just right in the middle of all of it. So I, I, I just keep rolling with him. Truman, you ignorant slut. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, where would this defense be without Tyler Adams running from box to box and cleaning up a lot of balls, much the way Dax did, but, you know, on steroids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Adams, in my opinion, was by by far the uh, runaway best player on this team and the little engine that could. Um, you know, so I definitely agree with the fans there. Uh, and it's... It's a bummer that he's going off to Europe, although as a national team fan, that is great that he's going off to Europe. Well, I guess we're going to be, you know, without him next year, so we'll find out, yeah. right? We'll find out where Aaron Long and, and Parker and stuff will be without him. <laughs> They're trash. I'm, I'm going to go with Long because for a center back, he has a very uncanny ability to track back, and that became a very, very valuable asset this year. Especially for those stretches when Kamar Lawrence was hurt. Yeah. To have a center back that could actually make it back in time to kind of make up for the fact that their speedy left wing was out. It's kind of important. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so that's all we have for the end of the year awards. Uh, before we move on, anything else you guys want to talk about for 2018? Uh, let me down again. Yeah, well, actually, here, here, here's the thing. Was it was it a successful season or was it a disappointing season? I, I guess it could be successful and disappointing. I mean, again, uh, best regular season in league history is, is a success. But we've seen this supporter shield before, seen it twice before. So I, I think the, I think it's a disappointment because the way they lost in the uh, conference finals. Mm-hmm. I think that's the letdown. It's not. It's not losing to Atlanta, who again was a fantastic team. It's it's how it's how they had no chance going into their home leg. That's that's the part that was disappointing about it. If they'd lost really hard fought game, 
I probably wouldn't be so upset. Hmm. Yeah. But just seeing them, you know, decimate Portland at home. Well, I mean, I didn't really see it. I only saw like five minutes of that game because I refused to watch it. But I don't want to um, the highlights. But that's the point. It's like, man, we we could have been hosting this game. Mm-hmm. That that's the killer. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm going to go overall disappointing and unsuccessful season. I mean, yeah, sure, greatest record all time uh, regular season, but it's about the MLS Cup, you know. And like, I think just like you said, seen the sport of shield already. You know, I, I, I don't care, you know, I, I, what was it? I think Jay brought up in one of the, one of the previous episodes that is the first team to have the, to break the record for best point total in league history and not win MLS cup. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, that's right. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe like you said, if it was a closer series, it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't feel so disappointing. I mean, it would be obviously, but you know, um, but yeah, it's just it's this team has got to get over the hump. It, it, it's got to get over the hump, and you know I bet you they're I don't know what the numbers are, but I bet you they're breathing a huge sigh of relief if a lot of uh, people like who like me bought season tickets on a high before you know the rug was pulled out from underneath you. <laughs> you know, uh, because I mean I, I feel like people are now aware enough. Um, of the Red Bulls postseason struggles. And in this, in this area, it's all about titles. And if you can't win titles, you're not going to bring fans. Um, so especially you know. in the New York metropolitan area. Yep, exactly. So, uh, it's, uh, I'm going to say disappointing season. Um, I guess the, the plus is the chance to win a trophy early next year. <laughs> Which we'll talk about. Uh, I would say overall the season's disappointing because yes, we've won the supporter shield multiple times. We've already talked about that, and not only did we lose in the way we did, but taking the context that Atlanta, it was only in their second year in the league. I know that Arthur Blank put a lot of money into his team, and that, it, that at this point, twenty eighteen versus. Chicago entered in one in ninety eight, right? Mm-hmm. So 20, 2018 versus nineteen ninety eight, money lean, means a lot more to this league than it did then. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can build a team completely different then than you can now. Yeah, and that's part of it. But yeah. doesn't get players. It, but the, it's so different. The Red Bulls. The Red Bulls fired Pecky, brought in Martian Curtis, strictly to build up an academy to get us to this point. And in I, what I argue would be the first year where you can really judge the Academy's output on the senior side, it's, it hasn't done the job yet. Yeah, it's gotten to the, the Supporter Shield. That's great. But right. MLS is a playoff league. Mm-hmm. Supporter Shield means jack shit to MLS Cup. That's Next so- year it might be more because they're switching the playoff format. We'll talk about that later, but... If you this league, you get a star on the shirt because you won MLS Cup. You don't get it for a shield, right? And yeah, I think I ranted about it before. Uh, just the academy is not enough. They got to they got to use those DP slots. They have to. They they got to bring in uh, people who are difference makers, and they've have. 
I think for how many, I think for the entire March, uh, at, uh, you know, the March, um, rain, that third DP was never used. Mm-hmm. And they've got to do it. And they've had a hole on the right wing the whole season. Florian Velo is all right, but all right. It's not going to get you MLS cap. It's just not. So there, there was a post about, there was a post on Reddit on the, the New York Red Bull subreddit. And it was talking about Christian Caceres having to fill in, but the, the comment I was responding to in this thread was about looking at the um, Academy and, Basically, the side was saying, let's see, Miazgo is an unclassified success in 15. Davis has been a success since he took over at Central Mid. Adams has been a huge hit. Uh, and smaller hits with the likes of Mawil and Etienne. He says, I trust the system. I've seen enough of Caceres to say I think he can do it. And this is what my response was. Miazgo got benched in 14 by Pecky and had one good year before he left. Davis was the tabbed starter in 2017 when Dax left, and he got benched for Tyler Adams. Mm-hmm. We all had like a few good months when he first started, has gone downhill since, and is an average midfielder at best right now. Etienne Jr. has done pretty much nothing. He's supposed to be the second strike partner for Ray Phillips, and he's not even a second string striker right now. Adams was the only one of the group. Adams, right now, to me, is the only Academy player the Red Bulls have gotten multiple years out of. Multiple valuable years out of. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Sean Davis been good. I think everyone kind of overlooks what he does. He's not yeah. he's not that attacking midfielder. He's a ball controller. He's a good defender to come back on the ball. Uh, it's just not flashy. That's yeah. I think that's the big thing. I'm not. I'm not. I understand Davis is not flashy, but I mean, there's also plenty of. I will admit, Davis is improving. Yeah, so, there's there's also plenty of uh, buzz that he's going to get invited to Camp Cupcake in January. Um. You know, so uh, I wouldn't say he's the only one they didn't. I mean, they got what? Yeah, they got two years out of Miazga. Uh, I yeah, mean, that's absolutely. that's what that's what we got out of. Essentially, we got out of Tyler, and we'll get two full years out of Tyler. Um, well, Tyler yeah. also played in USL. Yeah, Miazga. I mean, Miazga was hurt by the fact that USL didn't exist, so he didn't have extra playing time at that level before joining the senior team. Yeah, I, I mean. I trust the system to an extent. I, I I don't think, you know, you should just throw it out. I mean, the, the, the I think the advantage of the system is that should you suffer an injury, you've got a player who can at least play uh, to take that position uh, for the most part. Um, but in terms of the system is going to trump the Almirons, the Joseph Martinez's, um, the Diego Valeri's, uh, you know, no, nah, I'm not exactly sold on that. No, I'm not either. Yeah. All right. On that note, you guys ready to move on? Yeah, please. Let's go. Sure. All right. So roster moves so far. Uh, everybody already knows that Adams is gone. Uh, these are the other moves that happened so far. Um, I forgot to put this one on first. Tim Parker has been signed to a new deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like a three-year deal, and it's going to make him like the close to DP salary or something like that. It's uh, his his agent said it was like a multi-million-dollar deal over three years. Something like he, that. he could say it's a one hundred million-dollar deal. MLS will never tell us anyway. <laughs> True. Um. So th- we signed Tim Parker. So our starting center backs are there. Actually, I think most of our back line is there, right? Because Lawrence is still under contract. Mm-hmm. The only starter to leave is Tim is uh, Tyler Adams. So far. 
Um, expansion draft, uh, Hassan Adam was selected by FC Cincinnati, which looking back at it, given Tim Parker's resign, it's not as bad, but it just sucks to lose him for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But I there's mean, also nothing they could do. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice to have him run from death, but it's MLS and expansion. So, uh, uh, trade the Red Bulls. Traded a 2019 fourth round draft pick to Orlando for he's a defender, I think, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Amara Tarek. Yep. Amazing move because no one cares about a fourth fourth round pick. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. It's just not a. It's not a real person. <laughs> Give me center back that's played versus unknown player that has done nothing. Right. I will never see the lineup. Yeah. Um, and then in the 2018 waiver draft. Uh, formerly from the Philadelphia Union, the Red Bulls picked up Marcus, Marcus Epps. So at least there's cool. that. Yeah. Yay. All right. Uh, look ahead to 2019. So we already know some dates for the Red Bulls. <clears throat> they will officially start to play uh, in February in the CONCACAF Champions League after Atlanta United won the MLS Cup. They get in through the, I think, the best record over two years category. Or something like that. Yes, you are correct. Uh, so they will be playing Atletico. Put, I can't say that. I'm not trying. Thank you. And to- <laughs> uh, that's what it is. I gotta have to fund my throat. I don't have that at the moment. <laughs> uh, who are from the Dominican Republic? Uh, February twentieth will be down uh, at their stadium. The twenty seventh at Red Bull Arena, and then season openers March second at Columbus Crew. And the home opener is March 16th versus San Jose. Good. Good. No early March home game. I like it. I like the way they're thinking. Yeah. Which, hopefully, hopefully the weather is just like the Santos game uh, <laughs> eight years ago, which, oh. I've been, which I've been saying every March, and that was the only March game that was ever that warm. Yep, well, ever. Ho- hopefully, unlike last year, they'll put this game at like three in the afternoon instead of seven at night. Then we'll complain that it's too early and it's not a primetime game. But hey, that's the Red Bulls for you. Uh, notable, I I think they're going back to the Desert Diamond Cup in uh, Phoenix for the preseason training stuff. There we go. That's the I, big time. Yeah. I don't know what's been announced from that aside from them going. So, All right, time for the dumping ground. Uh, new playoff format. We kind of talked about this before when it got leaked. Uh, it's official though. 2019, we'll see uh, seven teams per conference enter the MLS uh. playoffs. <laughs> nothing, nothing says let's produce the best playoffs ever by letting half the league into the tournament. Yeah. Uh, the number one seed in each conference gets a bye, and tournament is now single elimination. So no bunkering, yep. maybe. Yep. I am. I know. I love it. I'm totally fine with single elimination. You don't have to take freaking two different breaks, you know, for international breaks. It's going to be over sooner. Winning the Supporters Shield means a whole lot now. Yeah. Because there will be no no going on the road. Yeah. And if you can't fucking win your home games, then fuck you. Yeah. We'll find a way to fuck it up. No, I'm sure we would, but I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. No, I, I like it. I think this is the way it absolutely should be. I mean, you already know the narrative for next year. It's like, ah, oh, we're bringing back 10 of 11 starters. They're going to pick up where they left off. And, you know, we'll stumble out of the game, probably finish season third. 
Except they ended the year losing in the MLS Cup playoffs. Yeah. Um, and, and then we'll beat we'll beat somebody, and then we'll face up. We'll have that home playoff game. They're like, oh, we can beat them, and then we'll lose. Yeah. And Roy Miller will come in at the last minute and sail a free kick over the bar. <laughs> Like, who the hell gave that man a jersey? You know what's going to happen is that Roy Miller's going to sign for whoever the other team is, and all of a sudden, out of the air, his ball actually finally lands from space into the goal, and they count it. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, they're like, well, he kicked it, so he's on our team now. That counts. Game's over. You lose. Um, I, I guess it's a good thing. I, I forget where I saw it, but I, I, whoever said it, I agree with them. It's too early for too early for seven teams. Not saying single eliminations wrong, but too early for seven teams. Yeah, no, I, for sure. Honestly, if it was me, I would cap this at most a four per conference. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. They need to get all their little babies in. They need all their babies in there to give them a they chance. Money. Hey, if you, quote, care about making the regular season important, unquote, limit the teams. MLS would never do it. Nope. Give Give me four teams... Then you give, or how about this? Give me four teams total. Then you can have your home and away legs in the conference finals. What is this? this, College football playoffs? (laughs) No, because this is there's no voting for who gets number one spot. This is actually based on record. Man, and and, yeah, you know if it was voting, it would just be all southern teams. Atlanta would win every year just because they have yeah. a fan base. How did Alabama get in the MLS playoffs? Well, you know we have the best soccer teams down here in the South. Nick Saban, you son of a bitch. Wait, Ohio is suddenly good all of a sudden? What the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, last thing I have for Debbie Ground. You guys remember uh, a guy by the name of Mike Piazza? Yeah, I remember him. Roger Clemens threw a bat at him. Yeah. That I mean, son who, of a bitch. Who, Piece of who, shit. Who, Clemens or Piazza? Clemens, he's a scumbag. <laughs> what? He thought it was the ball. Oh, that guy put a, put a douche nozzle. Anyway, 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 so Piazza played baseball, right? So him buying a soccer team was totally normal, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. What if I told you he bought a soccer team in Italy? Mm, well, he, he sounds Italian, his name anyway. True. He, he went he there is, a few years ago. He's Italian-American, so at least we'll give him that. Uh, he in 2016 he bought a team called AC Regina 1919, who, if they were playing, would be reaching their 100th year of existence. Yeah. Oh, you might be wondering why I say would be because Mike Piazza ran him to the ground in two years flat. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. I should have had it ready. (laughs) No, you should have toilet flushed. See. Yeah, we need it. We need just a straight producer. Lowest common denominator. There we go. Perfect. Good job, Piazza. Yes. By the way, producers. If, if anybody wants to produce, we don't have much money, but we, <laughs> we can give you producer credit on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do worth some work for free. We'll give you a credit. I'll write a recommendation for you. <laughs> No, but yeah. So Mike Piazza ran a, ran a third division Italian soccer team into the ground, fled Italy because he was getting death threats from the, the people that lived in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, way to live up to a stereotype. From, from a bunch of real ultras. Like, yeah. They're a hardcore third division team. So, you know, those yeah. dudes are insane. 
and, and when I say ran the team into the ground, as in the court is dissolving the team for bankruptcies, that's why all the assets are getting sold off. Mm-hmm. The license was picked up by somebody in the town, but they are now playing in the fourth division, which is semi-pro in Italy. And it's uh, like Regina something FC. I can't remember what they called it, but right, right now. Yeah, they they uh, don't have the rights to the team name. The Piazza still own that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, for whatever it's worth, Piazza's wife was bad mouth in the city because it wasn't like Rome or Milan or something like that. Right. Yeah. She, uh, well, actually, no. I think it was her friend. Her friend called it the Pittsburgh of Italy. Yeah. No, I thought yeah. she did. No, the friend said, "This is you know, it's not like you're buying the Yankees or the Dodgers. You bought Pittsburgh. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Good job, Mike. At least you still hit the home run after 9-11. That was pretty <laughs> fucking awesome. And to dodge all those gay rumors for years. And he had a sweet mustache for a long time. Mm-hmm. Didn't help with all the gay rumors. No. <laughs> sweet mullet. Yeah. Just deflected them all. So yeah, that Bad idea, it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's this article is in the athletic. So if you have the athletic, maybe you saw it. Uh, and if, if you have had the athletic and didn't see it, go look for it. It's a great article, great read. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it, it was just a total disaster. I mean, it, it sounds like to a certain extent, their cards were stacked against them to begin with, mm-hmm. with a lot of uh, Italian BS going on. Uh, we're you know. It seemed like there's a whole lot of governmental corruption in that area, uh, but at the same time, they also they ballooned the budget from like five hundred thousand dollars to five million in a year, um, which is basically just money that evaporated. Um, so, but uh, like the the final season, the team actually narrowly missed promotion, and so any fan would think, oh, well, we're going to keep doing this, and. Apparently, it was just like a day or two later, uh, the offices were padlocked and nobody had any idea what was going on. So, yeah, they, they kind of did a real scummy thing there. Uh, and like by he didn't exactly word it. He didn't word it exactly like this, but it sounds like this was a midlife. This was the midlife crisis Ferrari that Mike Piazza bought. Yep. Like, you know, he's just like, oh, I don't get the rush anymore. And so he bought a soccer team. And the fact that he was looking higher, like for bigger teams. Yeah. 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 Apparently, well, he started in the Premier League, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can't afford that. And just kept going down the, uh, and, and, you know, then he like let his playmate wife run the the team for a while. It's, yeah. And she did not come out uh, glowing and come come off as a uh, likable character in that story. No. No. There will be a movie on this, I'm sure, at some point. I hope so. All right. You guys have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, one thing super quick. I just watched, started watching a series on Netflix called Sunderland Till I Die. Interesting. Uh, which has, of course, because England, for some reason, has perfected HD. I don't know what they do, but their HD just... I don't know. Their, their documentaries are great. Uh, obviously, this is about Sunderland's season last year. And uh, I've never seen fans get so mad over friendly, but when you lose the Celtic five nothing, <laughs> they got a little ornery in that first episode. <laughs> so uh, check that out. Like I said, I'm only a couple episodes into it, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. Even though Sunderland is shite. Oh yeah. Oh there. Yeah. But I mean, what, what would you rather? Don't you want to watch a story about a crappy team instead of a team that just wins? You know, oh. over and over and over and over and over, like Liverpool, how they just keep winning over and over. Like doesn't mm-hmm. matter who they're playing, they just keep winning and winning and winning and staying in first place. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. Anyway, uh, no, give me like the Lester story from a few years ago. I'd, I'd watch that. Oh yeah, that's actually that would be yeah. yeah, that'd be cool to see. But yeah, that's it's good if you know clearly you like soccer. Clearly, we'll have Netflix. Uh, go check it out. I got a week off. Maybe I'll put it on the list. There you go. That's all I got. Right on. You got anything? Uh, a Red Bull fan complimented me on my uh, sweatshirt last Saturday when I went to a uh, school function to film. Uh, I almost wonder if somebody I know on Twitter, but I didn't ask. Hmm. She was like, oh, I love your sweatshirt. And we chatted about the end of the season briefly. And then I had to go work. So but if you listen to the show, lady from Edison, that was me. <laughs> no, I feel like this is a person of misconnections from Craigslist. <laughs> well, it's not a misconnection. She did very thoroughly mention her husband and son. As she should have. Mm-hmm. She probably made them up. She's like, oh, this guy's creepy. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if we're going to do this. Truman, are we doing a terrible team of the year? Or no? Um, I didn't I think about it until literally like right before we started. So I guess San Jose, they sucked pretty hard. <laughs> they well, kind of pretty pretty hard. Unfortunately, it was, not, it was not Philadelphia as I'd hoped. San Jose suck guy. I mean, I can't believe they sucked. I mean, they must have been a bunch of the suckiest sucks that ever sucked. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to think that San Jose did worse than Orlando. Sure. When Orlando gave up thirty-one a th- minus thirty-one goal difference. Mm. Two bottom feeders right there. Yep. I'll 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 just give it to San Jose because why not? Let's see. Were they the absolute worst team? They they were they had the worst point record in MLS. Yeah, twenty one points. There you go. But the, yeah, that minus thirty one goal difference for Orlando. Woof. <coughs> oh wow. Yeesh. All right. So I am not rel- I am not using this to promote the idea of it, but I'm just throwing this kind of thing out there. If there if there was pro rel in the United States, how awesome would it be to see Orlando City and San Jose go at it just to survive? That'd be great. That'd be fun. That'd be great. That would be that would be a treat. Spoiler alert, nobody really wins that game. <laughs> no, no, not especially not the fan. Unless you're at that big long bar in San Jose. I could go for the big long bar. <laughs> All right. So any th- last words before we wrap up twenty eighteen? Merry Christmas, everybody. Aww. Merry Christmas, uh yeah. Next February, win. Sure. All right. So, of course, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, um, or Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, doesn't matter. Oh, oh, we celebrated Festivus today at work, even though it's on Sunday. But we had our uh, Festivus <laughs> yeah. party today. Whatever. Got to get it in now, you know. And so, I want to send a, by the way, special thanks to everybody that supports us on Patreon. Uh, I'm g- usually at the top of the show. The only the people that uh, supports at the page at the producer level get read out. I'm going to read off the list of all eight people right now that are listed in uh, as have given to us this year. Our favorite eight people. In this uh, world. Uh, so Blue Meanie Mike. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah Dempster, who is yeah. one of our producers. Uh, Will Martin, who's our one of our producers. The OG. Yeah, we thanked him all last year. Uh, 
this person, for some reason, is listed as a member, but it says they gave us zero dollars. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> the real son of a bitch. Uh, but Taylor uh, Makura. So I don't know how that happens, but thank you. Yeah, give us your money. Uh, Roman N. Thank you for your your uh, one buck a month. The one Roman we won't boo. No. <laughs> uh, Len Lafred, the uh, the guy with the shield from the shield game. Yeah, right. shieldy uh, Keith Woodfin. And then, uh, last but not least, Joseph Kesher. Uh, some of those people are not supporting us at the moment. That's okay. Listen, you, th- you support us during the year. So in any way, shape, or form, this is us saying thank you. Yeah. Uh, with that money, we bought a puppy. Yep. And then we realized there wasn't enough money to keep paying for the puppy. So we had to put it down. Yep. So next year, you want the puppy to live, you give, give us more goddamn money. money. <laughs> Those pet bills are expensive. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, actually, you know, there was a thing. I I saw this. I got to see. Um, there was actually a way to see the longest member. Yeah, yeah there is. Will Martin. <laughs> I should have realized that I said that. Uh, so, bow, 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 do you guys want to take a guess at the number of months that Will Martin has been a patron? Because he is the longest. Hold on. I'm going to say... So, so okay, I'm going to give you this. He's the only one over a year. Yeah, he's uh, 18 months. I think I made that challenge somewhere early last year. Uh, uh, I'm going to say 17 months. We are going on 21 months. Almost Damn. two years for Will. Good job, Will Martin. Also, real quick, uh, thank you to everyone who uh, tweets us, emails us, uh, yes. calls in as the Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, everyone who l- listens to the show, it means a lot. Again, I don't care if there was one of you listening or a thousand of you listening. We're crazy, so we're just going to keep doing this show. Yeah, and I think this year was the most we've gotten from fans, right? Like we've got a lot of. Like, it certainly seemed like this is the most active year we had. Yeah, so. So that's really encouraging because uh, I definitely – I don't know how much I've talked to this with these guys, but I certainly thought about giving this thing up last year at one point. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was really encouraging to get a lot of uh, feedback from all of y'all. It's called putting out tweets and letting people respond to tweets and not having to force them to email us. See? Yeah, right. <laughs> smart, smart thinking. So, of yeah. Course, of course, when Jeremiah Dempster goes and starts emailing us on a weekly basis and ruining it for everybody. No, yeah. he should he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. He's a producer, he can do whatever he wants. He can run amok. Yeah. But yeah, again, just thank you everybody for uh, listening to us because we're, we're idiots. Yeah. We're clearly idiots. So yeah. I don't think they listen to the show for the analysis. No. No. And, no, they listen to us for the professionalism. That's what they listen for. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're the most professional podcast. And I don't care what any Twitter particular person says. Uh, there's more than one Red Bulls podcast out there, and you can listen to all of them or none of them if you want. Yeah, you're allowed to. But if you want one with the most cursing and stupidity, right here, brother. Yeah. This is it. We we got the nonsense. You want nonsense, we bring that nonsense. Yep. The longest running uncensored Red Bulls podcast. Yeah. Straight. Fuck yeah. Fuck Mother yeah. Fuck, fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Good. 
I think it's the most we've used that in, in any show. <laughs> can we can we close this show, uh, Jay, when you're done with this show? I want to close it with the commercial that we did during the midseason. That's uh, how we're going to close this episode. I just want to remind everybody of that. That was an early season commercial, wasn't it? Probably. Was it this year? Mm-hmm. We only made one commercial. Yeah. I, I don't remember the commercial at the moment. How do you not remember Fucking, that? It was, it was the masterpiece. Boner Academia? <laughs> okay. Now, now, okay. I need to remember when, when we did that, because I don't remember when. <laughs> it, was like, it was like March, because I think it came out roughly around when my show came out. Because we were playing up the whole that I'm a professional actor. It was, and I'm, wait, hold on. That wasn't around when we did the uh, the Patreon, or we went to um, the Sky Blue game? No. No. Well, right. before that, I, I will start checking. You guys are gonna tell me. You guys, if you guys know when it is, you gotta tell me exactly when because I don't remember. I don't either. No, I don't know. All right. Anyway, so thank you guys once again. Uh, this has been an up and down year for me, ending on a a good high, a good note in my life. Yeah, yeah, good notes. Back up, baby. I have a real job now. Yeah, and uh. As much as we started this for not, you know, not doing it for money, any support we get, whether it's through Patreon or not, I am very grateful for all of it. Uh, I know Pat and Trim have already said it, but thank you guys. You guys really are the best listeners ever. We're still not doing it for money because we're not getting enough to live on. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, but hopefully, 2019 is even better, and I think we got some more interesting things coming. In the future, but the um, one thing, hold on, Jay. The one thing that's never going to ever change on this show is who owns the championship belt. All right, you know what? Hold on, hold on. You guys keep talking for a second. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Jay's going to take a picture of who's holding the belt and who's that's never, ever, ever going to relinquish it because they are the greatest predictor of all time. That's some bullshit. Clearly, the best. I'm better than Fishkin. And Joe, right? They don't have a title belt. Yeah. I got a belt, baby. I want my hardcore title for the year that I didn't get a belt. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. You got so behind the scenes, we record this using Google Hangouts, right? Mm-hmm. And do I ever, ever have my camera on when we're doing this? Nope. Nope. And there's a reason. It's because I'm usually doing two different streams uh, on Hangouts. I don't want to. And he's naked. <laughs> right. Well, they're not supposed to know that the part. Jay does the show in the nude. Here's the thing. I'm going to show you guys something right now. Mm. It's his penis. No. I want to do that. I have Facebook Messenger. I don't need to do it on Hangouts, okay? Listen. All right. I'm going to turn my camera on for a second. Okay. Uh, okay. You guys see me now? Yep. Yep. Uh oh. What's this? Oh, what is this? What is that? <laughs> you got a special Red Bull Red belt. <laughs> what? What is this? Let's see if I get there. We go. Oh my god! What? We got a belt. A real holy one. shit balls. We got a real belt. Holy! Look at that thing. <laughs> oh my god! That's insane. I will take a better picture of this. I I was really hoping that I was going to win this year. 
And I was like, if I win, I'm buying myself a real belt. You know, I said, fuck it. I'm going to buy it anyway. We're going to start it next year. Straight shoot, brother. That thing is awesome. Wait, so then can I have the other belts? <laughs> Does that, wait, hold on. Does this mean I'm the last championship of this belt that I've only held uh, for a year? When did I get this? I got this last year, right? You, so this, so. you get technically two years with it because next year nobody – you are the defending champ. So you get oh, that's true. Away. All right. So I get – this is technically still the belt for this, one more this, year. This, this belt is not given until the end of next year. Okay. God damn it, I really have to up the game now. I want that fucking thing. That thing is amazing looking. If, you, way, don't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go check the Twitter, because as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to post a picture of it. Holy shit. By the way, we made this all up. It was just as famous. <laughs> we tested the belt on it, so. I mean, sure, that works. It's Beautiful. Not- yeah, I, I got to get a picture because unfortunately, doing it here does not, you can't see it that well, I think. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's sexy. I mean, it's damn sexy. And hold on, hold on, look. Look yeah, at this I motherfucker. It's I'm, like a, I'm not even fucking around. I'm getting that goddamn belt. The, the old belt is a child sized belt. <laughs> it's legit. It is legit. This yeah. is legit. I've, I've tried it on just to see if it fits. It's legit. Oh my it should, god! It should almost be the Forza Lucha belt as well, but <laughs> yo, let them keep it. I just want to say every other podcast can suck it right now because that <laughs> fucking belt rules. We are now the number one podcast. Yep, that's it. We've we've uh, officially taken over. We are the red. Create something cooler than that. I can't wait till Dave Martinez sees that fucking thing. We only oh, the title gosh. belt. Now we have an actual title belt. I would just like to welcome our fourth host next year, Dave <laughs> because he's, 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 he's coming back. <laughs> coming back to podcasting. I would love for him not to, to, to do it like a quick one minute thing just so he could be part of the belt tournament. No, you know what that motherfucker's gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna it's gonna be like the last game, I'm gonna win it and he's gonna run in and hit me with a chair and cash in fucking money in the bank, fucking briefcase and take it from me. That's what's gonna happen. I'm keeping my eyes open for you, Martinez. You, you and Maeve, him too. So here's the thing. You guys remember early in the year I was teasing something, right? Like for like one episode, I think I teased something. No, no, I don't remember. Okay, I teased. I had the idea of buying this belt like six months ago, and nice. I and I was going to tease it over the year, and I kept forgetting to do it. I teased like once. So, god damn, well, we won. Jay, Jay, Jay made us winners. How much? What? Thousand dollars? Two thousand? I'm not. I'll tell you guys in private. I'm telling this on the show. Five, five, just eight million dollars. It's fine. It's the million dollar belt. Damn straight. I mean, it's our million dollar belt. Sure. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys. You know, for tuning in over the year. If you've been with us since the beginning or just this year, thank you either way. Um. So for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode. Number 294, the Red Bull Rant, and uh, this is the end of 2018. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next year. See you in the future! Woo! In the year 2000! And I turn.